What's up guys, it's Ollie from History Profiles and today I will be taking you to 17th century Japan where William Adams, an English sailor and navigator, would lead an expedition to reach Japan and was the first English man to do so. Through a series of unfortunate events, many of his friends would not survive the voyage and William would count himself lucky to be alive. He would fall into the hands of one of the most powerful men in the country and he never would have guessed what Japan had in store for him. This is his story. Before we get into the video, I would like to thank today's sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. Now if you haven't been living under a rock for the past two years, you will have heard of Raid Shadow Legends, and if you're a lover of history and fantasy just like me, then you'll love this game. There are over 500 champions you can play as, ranging from archers, sorcerers and warriors, lizardmen, and so much more. I love the lore of this game, and my favourite part of Raid Shadow Legends is exploring the different dungeons with different bosses, but there is also player versus player, and much more. Explore the Doom Tower, an ancient prison radiating with magic, inhabited by horrible monstrous creatures that are now leaking back into the world and causing havoc. Have you got what it takes to take on these monsters and become a champion? There's a huge update coming out this month called the Guardian Ring. It's a brand new feature, giving you loads of new ways to use your champions. This includes a whole faction guardian system, a new way to get legendary champions you missed out on. The whole raid community is going crazy over this. If you want to get a head start in raid, all you have to do is hit the link in the description or scan my QR code and you'll get an epic hero Chinoru, 200k in silver, 1 XP boost, 1 energy refill, and 1 ancient shard, so you can summon an amazing champion as soon as you get in game. All you have to do is click on the link in the description box below, and become a champion. Now, back to the video. First, let's have a look at William's early life. William was born in 1564, in Gillingham, a town in Kent with not much opportunity. When he was just a boy of 12, his father would pass away, and a young William knew he needed an income, as he no longer had a provider. William would describe his early life in a letter, reading, I am a Kentish man, born in a town called Gillingham, two English miles from Rochester, one mile from Chatham, where the king's ship lie. From the age of 12 years, I was brought up in the Limehouse near London, being 12 years in the service of Master Nicholas Diggins, and I have served as a pilot and navigator for Her Majesty. Then for about 11 or 12 years, I served the worshipful company of the Barbary merchants until the Indian traffic from Holland began. So in the year 1598, I was hired for chief pilot of a fleet of five ships, which was made ready by the chief of the Indian company Peter Vandenhag. During William's time serving the Queen, he would marry Mary Hinn, and the couple would have two children. William would then find himself in Holland, but he would soon leave to make his way to the Americas in 1598, accompanied by his brother Thomas. The fleet's mission was to sail for the west coast of South America, where they would trade their cargo for silver. Not everything would go so well though, out of the five ships only one made it to Japan, and that wasn't even their intended destination. The hope was lost at sea, 
near the Hawaiian Islands, the Faith would abandon their mission and return to Rotterdam, the loyalty was captured and the Gospel was seized in Valparaiso. Only one ship, the Leift, would reach Japan after much hardship, suffering and death. In April 1600, after more than 19 months at sea, the surviving crew were 23 when they originally set out with a hundred men. These men were a shadow of their former selves, sickly, dying, and they were all just flesh and bone. The men would reach the island of Kyushu. The ship and surviving crew were quickly seized, and they were thrown into prison at Osaka Castle on the orders of Tokugawa Ieyasu, a feudal lord. William had just become the first recorded Englishman to step foot in Japan. William would soon be summoned by Leyasu, who would question him and would listen to what he had to say through his interpreter with the utmost attention. William had an understanding of shipbuilding, mathematics, and all those years of study under Master Nicholas Diggins would prove very useful, for Leyasu knew that William would prove a resourceful man. It seems that William may have confused Leyasu for the King of Japan in a letter he wrote to his wife, it reads, Coming before the king, he viewed me well, and seemed to be wonderfully favourable. He made many signs unto me, some which have I understood, and some I did not. In the end, there came one that could speak Portuguese. By him, the king demanded of me of what land I was, and what moved us to come to his land, being so far off. I showed unto him the name of our country, and that our land had long sought out the East Indies, and desired a friendship with all kings. He asked me diverse questions of religions, and many other things, as what way we came to the country. Having a chart of the whole world, I showed him, through the Strait of Magellan, at which he wondered, and thought me to be a liar. Thus, from one thing to another, I abode with him till midnight. William would soon completely regain his strength, and would strike a friendship with Tokugawa Ieyasu, who at this point had become the Shogun, a title of military dictators, who in essence were the de facto rulers of the country. However, the Shogun would forbid William to leave the country, as he thought him too valuable. In 1604, the Shogun Ieyasu ordered William and his former crew to help the Admiral of the Japanese fleet build Japan's first Western-style ship. The project was successful, Within a year, William and his companions and the workmen built an 80-ton vessel. The following year, a 120-ton vessel was constructed. When the Shogun came aboard the ship, he was very content. After the construction of the second ship, Leyasu invited William to visit his palace whenever he liked, and said that he must always come in his presence. William's former crew were also rewarded, and were paid handsomely and allowed to pursue foreign trade most of them would then leave Japan. William, however, was still not allowed to leave. The Shogun Ieyasu would take a great liking to William, as he would privately teach him navigation techniques and geometry, and spoke to him about European politics. In turn, the Shogun promoted him to a diplomatic trade advisor. He eventually became the Shogun's personal advisor on many matters, and by this point, William was fluent in Japanese. William was conflicted, his new life was great, he had wealth, status, and was important. But in the back of his mind, he still had a wife back in England, 
and missed her and his two children. He would tell the Shogun how he felt, as the two had grown very close. One day, the Shogun Ieyasu summoned William to his palace. He presented him with two swords and declared him a samurai. William had just become military nobility. The Shogun then said that William the Navigator was dead and Miura Anjin the Samurai had just been born. According to the Shogun, this had made William's wife in England a widow. William, however, would still send Mary regular support payments, not wanting his family to become destitute. William would receive a very good salary, enough to own a whole estate with countless servants. His wealth and influence was beyond anything he could have imagined. Back in England, he would have just been a sailor with many stories to tell, while in Japan, he had a huge estate and a high rank in the Shogun's court. In 1613, William would remarry. He would marry a woman named Oyuki, and the couple had two children together. A year later, in 1615, William would go on a trade expedition to Thailand, where he would trade silver for deer skins and other products. However, less than a week before his return, his dear friend the Shogun would die. His son Hidetada would become the new Shogun, and he allowed William to continue trading overseas under his protection. A few years later in 1617, William would sail to Vietnam, where he would sell ivory, Indian peace goods, and broadcloth. He was a sailor and tradesman at heart, and loved nothing more than the breeze of the sea. But he also knew that as well as the sea's beauty, there was also a danger, having seen countless men die throughout the years. With the death of Shogun Ieyasu, William's status did somewhat decline. He no longer had a place in court, as Hidetada lacked his father's interest in the West and took the first steps towards closing the country to all trade and relations with other countries. This would leave Japan frozen in time for nearly 200 years. William would soon die after, in 1620, aged 55. William would be remembered for being the first Englishman to travel to Japan. He was amongst the first Western samurai, even if he took part in no major battles. He was also the first Englishman to travel to Thailand and Vietnam. From a small town in Kent, England, chance and destiny would lead him to the palace of the Shogun. So, let me know what you think of William Adams, the first English samurai, in the comments sections down below. And I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.